Good morning. This is Iowimla, and it's Tuesday, November 24th. And here in Crystal Lake in Illinois, we're, we've got a mixture now of snow and rain. The rain is winning, I think, so a little bit of snow on the ground hasn't stopped the squirrels. It's not very much, and I think the rain will probably melt that away. So kind of a dreary day right now, but this is the, the most, maybe the first, maybe we've had a tiny bit, a little dusting, but this is the first actual snow that I think we've had this year. So it's we're getting there, we're getting to winter. I wanted to share with you today something that I shared with a group a good friend of mine from Blue Lotus Temple uh, moved, moved with her husband uh, to the, to Washington State several years ago, and I did a talk for their little sangha. They have a meditation group, and they have been meeting for quite a while, and Patricia and Ray were instrumental in getting that started along with a few other people. and. Uh, I've had the pleasure of getting to talk to them twice, and last night we talked about gratitude. And the it was a the topic was something that I had been thinking about because that was part of the topic gratitude and love for the Faith Bridge Interfaith Program Sunday evening, and my job was to read some quotes. And when I was when I was going over those quotes, I was uh, really curious about the the quote from Gautama Buddha, our the Buddha that we think of as Shakyamuni Buddha or the present Buddha that whose teachings we study. Um, that the quote was very simple: A noble person is mindful and thankful for the favors he or she receives. And I thought that's. Hmm, that's a little one. Some I'll read you my I'll read my favorite one off the list. I'll read some of the others. And then what I wanted to share with you are a few more things that I checked out in the suttas about uh, the Buddha's position on gratitude and where it fit in in uh, in the rest of his teachings. So the, my favorite is Ralph Waldo Emerson, who I think was a transcendentalist. <laughs> Cultivate the habit of, be, of being grateful for every good that comes to you and give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. It's very close to the Buddha's teaching. The Buddha taught uh, a lot about he taught about developing the quality of gratitude regardless of conditions. It's a habit not dependent on conditions. So gratitude becomes a habit, an attitude, or a quality that we develop. So it doesn't matter if things are good or things are bad. Gratitude is really being... Uh, the other thing I found out he talked about being mindful and aware of everything and practice gratitude. This is something he said. And when he talked to his monks, he 
told them, I'll teach you the level of a person of integrity. A person of no integrity is ungrateful and unthankful, and this is advocated by rude people. But an attitude, but, but a person of integrity is grateful and thankful, and this is advocated by civil people. So he taught that gratitude was, was an attitude. It didn't matter how things were going. We weren't just grateful for things that were uh, pleasant at first, at first thought. He wanted, he wanted his monks to think about how everything benefits us and find gratitude in everything. Everything is a teacher. Everything is a lesson. And certainly we have seen that through this entire, wow, since, since March, since the pandemic, we've seen it with uh, COVID-19. And we've seen it in politics. And we've seen, we've gone through a difficult time in the world, not just this country. And we've, I think all of us have realized that you have to develop and cultivate that quality of gratitude. <clears throat> because often there doesn't seem to be anything around that's going well or uh, is obviously something wonderful and great. So we have to find gratitude in the smallest of things and, and also the recognition that almost everything that we come in contact with can offer us benefit. It, in one way or another, it can be a teacher. And... If we are mindful and aware and we see that, we can develop, we, that's developing that quality of gratitude. So the thing that Buddha talked about, and a lot of us uh, are aware of this, I know we've talked about it a lot at Blue Lotus, the thing that the Buddha said is foremost in terms of where our gratitude should be is towards our parents. And um, this is a very important teacher. It's been a very important teacher for me. And he says that, that gratitude towards our parents is should be unconditional because they are the people who allowed us to come into this this lifetime. They they uh, they brought us in and th that may have been a choice that they made or we made. Oh but but because of them we are who we are in this in this lifetime and um he said the best way that we can return our, the, that we can repay our parents for what they've done for us whether they've been good parents or bad parents so this is really talking about pure gratitude because these are the people who who nurtured us and took care of us. And a lot of times, I think, especially in the West, we can have, maybe we've had bad periods in our relationship with our parents. And I know I know, my mother and I have had a very rocky road. And I'm, I always say, I'm so glad she's lived to be 96 because we've had time to uh, really make peace over the distances we've had. And a lot of it's been because of our different beliefs. But uh, I'm grateful to, for her living as long as she has because it's given us a chance to really, to really heal our relationship.
and now it's something, it's one of the things I'm most grateful for. And she probably would say the same thing about me. So uh, I think it, it's a beautiful relationship. But what the Buddha said, the way we repay the the way we repay our parents for what they've done for us, and this is significant, because he's he's uh, acknowledging the fact that a lot of times we felt like uh, that our parents weren't they didn't give us the opportunities we wanted, or they weren't the most nurturing, or they didn't provide a stable enough household, or they provided one that was too stable. So the best way to have gratitude to our parents is to rouse unbelieving parents, settling them in conviction. And if we have unvirtuous parents, we can rouse them and settle them in virtue. If they're stingy, we can help them uh, rouse themselves into generosity. If they're foolish, we can help lead them to discernment. And that's the best way to repay them. So the best way to repay them is to help 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 them become the people they would rather be and not doing it by being uh, a bad parent to them, but doing it through your love for them and doing it through their watching you and the life that you live. So I think that's really beautiful. Um, there's also talk about Shakyamuni Buddha being a grateful Buddha. When he was became enlightened and he sat under the Bodhi tree, uh, well, now we call it the Bodhi tree, but when he sat under that tree for those long days, seven days, uh, having the experience of his in, that enlightenment uh, period. Afterwards, he stayed for about seven weeks in the general area. He didn't travel very far. He might go and uh, walk a little bit and stay somewhere. But I think he spent that time alone and thinking and kind of putting everything. My version is my thoughts. He put all of the the incredible experiences he had through that enlightening night and really tried to put them into a context that he thought he could teach to other people and really thought about his work afterwards. But one of those, the first weeks, the story is that he stood and he stared at that tree with his eyes open for seven days, being grateful to the tree for sheltering him for that period. And, uh, the other the other being well the tree was a being for him but the other being that he had great gratitude for was the serpent king magalinda and magalinda was the one who kind of curled himself around the the ground and his hood like a cobra he spread over the head of the buddha to be shelter when it was raining during that period of deep meditation that the buddha was in and so he was grateful for that, for that. So his, his lifetime was built on gratitude. 
And I think his teachings of gratitude that are important for us to remember, gratitude should be cultivated and not dependent on the conditions. If we are, if we are noble people, we will develop it along with mindfulness. It's part of mindfulness and being aware. And so it's being aware of everything and practicing gratitude. And that's what uh, the Buddha described as the level of integrity, a person with that level of integrity. With, with mindfulness, we become more filled with gratitude because we see how everything is a benefit to us. Everything is a teacher. And so the more mindful and aware we become, the, the more grateful we become as a natural. It's a natural quality that we develop in our spiritual, along the spiritual path. Um, and as we cultivate it as a habit, not dependent on conditions. And I think we can use it in our meditations as one of those boundless qualities. So we often see uh, gratitude in with meditations one I do that I found that Jack Cornfield had written about is on joy and gratitude. And we first develop that gratitude in us for everything that's been a teacher to us, everything that's been a possible benefit for us and for the world. And then we extend gratitude and joy to others. And I think when we think about gratitude this way, there's no reason for us not to view everything with an eye of gratitude. And it can open our eyes. So as our eyes are opening and we're becoming more mindful, we're seeing it more. And the more we see it, the more the more we open up even more. So this is something that we know Bahavana is that cultivation. So gratitude is something that we are cultivating. Let's see if there's one of the other quotes. And this is a beautiful discussion you can have maybe with the people that you're talking to, even if you're alone on uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, you can share some thoughts with others and be grateful for the people that you might be Zooming with on Thanksgiving or uh, however you spend the day. And this is from, uh, I think, from the Baha'i faith. A thankful person is thankful under any circumstances. A complaining soul complains even in paradise. I like that one. That's a good one to think about. And the Caro Indians of Peru. Looking behind, I'm filled with gratitude. Looking forward, I'm filled with vision. Looking upwards, I'm filled with strength. Looking within, I discover peace. And Mirabai Star. When you eat your food mindfully, gratitude fills the heart for every step that led to the perfect combination of ingredients from grain and sunlight to rain and migrant labor. And this renders you even more inclined to be grateful. And then John Milton, true, gratis, true, true gratitude bestows reverence, allowing us to encounter everyday epiphanies, those transcendent moments of awe 
that change forever how we experience life and the world. And I think that those moments of awe can be very small, flashing insights that we have when we're being open and aware. So that awe can come the same way joy comes from the smallest things. We can think about gratitude the same way. So, Meister Eckhart, the only prayer you if the only prayer you said in your whole life was thank you, that would be enough. So these have been, um, at first I thought, well, maybe gratitude is just the way we can look at the past. And then I realized eh, it's much, much more than that. And so we can, if we, if we feel a need to look back at the past, we can do it with, uh, with that attitude of gratitude instead of complaining. But I think we can, we develop gratitude as a way that we are in the world, along with metta and compassion. You know, those are boundless, boundless qualities. And when we work with them, we're working at making them be uh, these uh, non-conditioned habits. So they're they're habits... um, a habit not dependent on conditions. So we have these qualities. If we develop them, they're there for us, whether things are good or whether things are not good. So why don't we sit for a little bit and uh, let's just, just think about gratitude and how you see it in your own life and how you how you feel it's been a help. Or is it something that you that uh, you may want to work with more and develop it in your practice. So let's sit. We have, we have some time and we can just sit and think about. I'm very grateful. I keep looking uh, out at the squirrels that are looking for food. I haven't even fed them yet this morning, but they're out there waiting for me. Uh, it, it's I'm grateful for that every day because it makes it helps me smile every day and uh, makes every day when I watch them play I can't help but feel that playful attitude and that that's I I love it so gently close your eyes Just be aware of your body breathing.
Just keep coming back to your breath. And if you want to work with gratitude, you can feel each breath in being filled with gratitude. And as you breathe out, extend gratitude. Make a bigger and bigger space in your heart to be aware of benefit out in the world that you can be grateful for. Expand your vision of what is beneficial Sometimes our toughest lessons can be of the most benefit to us. It may take a while for it to turn into what we can see as a benefit. But that's why we work on developing mindfulness, that awareness, being able to see things as they really are. We can begin just by being grateful for the each breath we take. We can be grateful to the parents who gave us life. Who nurtured us. Made sacrifices for us. Did the best they could. They are our first teachers. Gratitudes, gratitude towards our teachers is so important. 
And that begins with remembering that our parents were those first teachers. We can also be grateful for our spiritual friends, our noble friends. These are the friends who are honest with us, the ones we can trust, the ones who can trust us. We can be truth-tellers to each other. We can just begin to allow that sense of gratitude, that habit of gratitude just growing within our heart and our mind. Just keep breathing in and out. Breathe in gratitude and breathe out gratitude. Before I go, I just uh, want to tell you, I saw this morning that there is a podcast, and it's just called Gratitude. So it contains uh, over a hundred different talks on gratitude. And I think Dan Harris with 10% Happier might have been one of the the uh, instigators. So uh, check it out. I just saw it just before... I came on this morning, so I haven't uh, listened very much, but it's just a whole stream. So uh, just fill yourself up with all these wonderful podcasts and uh, listen to them. Maybe when you're, maybe if you have a task that doesn't feel, you don't be, you don't uh, feel filled with gratitude at the moment, 
maybe listening to a podcast as you do some of your work will uh, will help you bring gratitude into even the the dullest, most mundane chore you have for today. So check those out. And have a beautiful day. Let it be filled with gratitude. And see this as your practice to develop this quality. Make it a habit. And make it, make it, find it present, even when conditions are not the way you want them to be. Even in the middle of a pandemic, even in the middle of being uh, quarantined or feeling isolated, find something to help you uh, develop that quality of gratitude, even towards, even towards this situation that the world is in. Look for gratitude. Look for a way to cultivate it within you. So thank you so much. And um, I don't think I'll, well, I'll be home Thursday, but I don't know if I'm going to do uh, a talk Thursday morning. But I will Friday for sure. Okay, thank you so much.